The reality is fintech is not that sexy. It is hard work, but it is super fun and fulfilling. Why? Because most of us are in a vulnerable financial position and suffer from money stress. So our job as fintechers is to come up with solutions. Welcome to Fintech Product, the place to be for career advice for women in fintech. I am Moni Millares, and I've built a career building digital banks from scratch, both in the UK and Southeast Asia. I strongly believe in togetherness, and I'm here to open up, share, and bring fintech product and leadership experts together so that you don't have to start from scratch to thrive in your career in fintech. I'm Mexican-British living in Asia, and I'm recognized as Singapore 65 fintech product leaders and women in fintech. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode where we can discuss the nitty-gritty of product in fintech. Why? Because it's important that we do product really well. So to do product really well, we need to understand what does the product team actually do? Therefore, today, our guest is a special woman in fintech. Uh, we've got Aditi Chimber and... Please correct me if I mispronounced <laughs> it's, <your fine>. name. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> Thank you. And Aditi, she is the product director at Tunes. Tunes is a large payments uh, company. And before Tunes, like she worked in uh, Axis Bank in Standard Chartered. Um, she's got expertise in wealth management, digital transformation, product payments. So she properly brings a wealth of experience to the show and she has been very generous to share with us. So Aditi, welcome to the show. Thank you for your kind words, Monica. It's my pleasure to be on your show and looking forward to have this lovely conversation. Thank you. The pleasure is mine. So let's get started with setting up a little bit of context. How did you end up doing a product director role in a company like Tunes? All right. Thank you. I mean, that's a nice question. I think to To say how I managed to be a, a product director at Tunes, I have to go back in time, like how I entered products. So I was a personal banker or relationship manager in banking, and I got this opportunity back in 2015 to move to the product side of the bank. They were looking to form a dream team to create some digital offering, disruptive digital offering, and they wanted to have people from like across the organization, and I was one of them. And that's how my journey of being a product manager in the digital space started. So I was working as a digital banking product manager. And in 2018, I moved, uh, did a switch to payments. So I was uh, in India responsible for driving UPI as a payment product. So so I, I mean, that was a very exciting space for me, immense learning curve for me. And uh, then slowly and gradually, then I moved to Singapore. I got the opportunity within my organization to be part of the global team where I worked on some cross-border payment projects. And that really like, you know, within the payments, that space for cross-border payments is really exciting, very challenging. And I like to be challenged. So so that's how Tunes happened. So, so uh, Tunes is a company that focuses on cross-border payment network. We are like that. Uh, we are providing railway stations and every country where you know you can send your money into. So uh, I w could relate with the purpose that they're solving, and uh, that's how the role happened at Tunes for me this year. And I cool. moved from bank banks to fintech. Yes, I I love that because like you have exactly you have international experience, you have financial services experience, and within a range of 
subtopics, let's say. And then yeah. even you have like the large banks and then the fintech. So it's like quite broad experience as such. So what does Tunes do as such for everyone listening? It's like, yeah. what's the what's the problem that you guys solve and who are your customers? Okay, so Tunes is a business-to-business -business, uh, company. So we provide a cross-border payment network. So businesses who want to move money for their customers, maybe a end customer can be a consumer like you and me. So I want to send money to my mother back in India. I use one of these uh, companies to send money. And we provide the railway network or the payment network to companies like these so that they can reach the emerging markets, the developing economy. So we are ha have a presence around 130 countries where if somebody wants to send money to a bank account, mobile wallet, cash pickup, so it's not just limited to the, the traditional payment methods. We also cover a variety of ranges in terms of the end uh, product where you want to send your money into. And that's what we provide. So we build this network and uh, our customers are the world's leading organizations who are using our network for their cross-border payment needs. Awesome. Which and the and and basically that's how you finish like the cross-border payment needs, which they are huge. Yeah. The use cases are endless, yeah. like endless. both in business and in the consumer world. That's right. That's right. I mean, you have needs around payouts, around collections, about, uh, I mean, that's the money movement never stops, right? So, so, and we enable that. So, yes, so it's an exciting space. Exactly. And it will not stop ever. <laughs> like, it it's will just never, yeah, ongoing. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, for sure. Cool. So, both of us, we are in the product, you know, the product area within the fintech space. And I think what we both agreed on is sometimes people may not understand what is it exactly does the what does the product team do? Oh, yes. And this is so super many important. <laughs> yes. And it's like maybe it's at senior management level or at entry level, middle level, or even the partners of the company, the clients. Yeah. Like it is mis I don't know if the word it's like misunderstood it's or just it's just like a big unknown. What does the product team do? Yeah. Therefore, it's a very <laughs> important question. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I've, I've, I've got this like multiple times and sometimes to my own family to explain like, what do I do as a product manager? I have to really think hard because, you know, how do I make them explain? Because you're you're doing dealing with everything that's exactly. happening. Exactly. So, so yeah. So, what is the role of the product team? What does the product team really do? All right. Okay. So so that, that's my take on it. So I think, uh, and my take is also inspired with some of the books that I've read on product management. So behind every great product, there is somebody who's built that product, who has got th that product out for you, for you to use. So there is a person behind that product and that product person is the product manager or product owner who's working with technology, who's working with the design team to solve some real customer needs. So if you're B2B, B2C, C2B, it doesn't matter. But at the end of the day, you're solving a customer need and the product manager is able to identify that customer need, build a solution, generate ideas, work with the tech team, the dev design team and the other stakeholders to create an offering. And of course, uh, it's in a manner which meets the business needs as well. So, so that's, I think, uh, and it, it's like you're the captain of the ship. You have to keep navigating the course. You have to keep, you know, keep your team engaged. And also if there are any choppy waters, you need to sail through them. So, so yeah. So I think that's the analogy I have. 
And in my experience as a product manager, I had the opportunity to work with different stakeholders because mm-hmm. you, you need to be the one to collaborate with everyone. And yes. that's what the product team does. Uh, they collaborate with everyone and uh, build solutions for the company. Yes, can and but that's a very good point. Like sometimes people ask me, yeah, but Monica, you know that because you've been working, you know, in the industry for many years, but I don't. Yeah. How do I know that? And I tell them like, oh no, I don't know either. <laughs> you know, yeah, it's like, yeah, yeah. I just I just talk with with other people in different teams, and that I've that's been right. doing that for many years. Like probably that's since right. the beginning of my career, that's one of my yeah. like strengths. I just work yeah. well with people therefore that, that's what a product person does yeah brings people together to them yeah. build the solution yeah yeah and many a times like I did I don't have solutions to all the issues but I say I'll get back to you find the right person who would know the answer and probably you know help to have that information exchanged and so that we can uh, just move forward with the end goal everyone is trying to achieve Exactly. And then if we go a little bit deeper into what do we do, because it seems like, hey, we work with other people to bring solutions. What is your process? What what mm. could you usually, when you say, hey, yeah. management team says we have to do this, for example, like how do you start yeah. with the, with coming up with these ideas on what to do? Yeah, yeah, it's a good question. Yeah. So, so most of the time, it's like, you know, the direction that uh, I mean, if you're part of a startup or a growth stage company, there is a direction which which the company has taken, the management has decided that this area seems to be the right business opportunity, and we need to work on that. So if you are in one of those areas where you know that what is the direction, and that's the product, you know, space that you need to work on, I think how to generate ideas is Uh, basically just understanding how your product can solve that need, meet that need and how your product can, you know, help the management to achieve what they are looking for in terms of that objective. And to generate ideas, you have to understand the industry to understand Mm -hmm. what the the offering is there an offering in the market are customers satisfied with the current offerings in the market or there more market potential so that's the whole process of idea generation so even when you know there's a product that you're working on within that product what is the solution you want to design to offer that product to the customer you have to like go backwards and take a step back and try to understand the overall industry and the market needs and that's when your the first step is idea generation and that from that idea generation you have to create business requirements and validate your ideas with stakeholders in the company that whether this would work whether this approach would work whether this new feature would work and whether this will meet the customer needs and if you are getting the blessings from everyone you formulate it into a business requirement put it into your product roadmap and work with the team to uh, deliver it Yes. Yeah. So that's that's how. Like, I don't want to say the bookish steps uh, in terms of each life cycle, but yeah, that's the beginning part portion. Yes. And then because it's a it's a complex process as such, right? It's yeah. product is a complex discipline. What are the biggest challenges that you think product teams have today? Yep. So uh, some of the challenges, and I think the biggest challenges is to cut the noise because I think uh, the product team face today is like they get surrounded by a lot of different views and they're probably they're working on a product, but they're not very sure whether this sits in the priority of, of the overall organization or not. So they, there would be times where you get impacted by those kind of scenarios that happen around you. 
but at the end of the day i mean if you've been hired to build a particular product you have to there was some reason behind that so you cut the noise you keep your focus on you i mean don't hesitate to reach out to people you need information from other stakeholders and that's again one of the challenges where you know maybe you're not priority number 1 for the other stakeholders other departments that's a so, challenge yes yes so, yes so how do you you know make yourself be a part of their prioritization so that's that's i think challenge number 2 and again like a clear focus in terms of what your deliverables are and what your team's deliverables are i think um, if you have that passion just go for it do not think about you know what they will feel if they'll I'll reach out to them and that's that's i think few challenges uh, yeah that the product team has today yes and i i think like exactly it's like spot on especially mm-hmm. the one that you're like hey you need to ensure that you are a priority for the other team so that yeah. then basically they can work on your project right yeah. so yeah and, and to be fair to them like everyone has like if someone else comes to me and i have my own Uh, you know calendar block then i have my own uh, deliverables to deliver on it is difficult uh, when you it, uh, to be fair to other team members it is difficult to accommodate that but uh, i think that's a skill that product managers have and have to develop, they need yeah. to yeah 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 so as new product managers like you and i were newbies at some point right yeah. by now we have a lot of experience but we were newbies at some point that's right how can we help them get better at product in fintech yeah what are the yeah. foundational principles they need to think about yeah so uh, i think uh, i think being curious is very important like when you're joining a new organization taking over a new role and especially if it's a product role where you need to under you need to be the champion of that product so it is very important to be curious so understand the culture of the company understand the products that they're currently offering understand what are the technical capabilities technology capabilities or the organization structure to support the product so uh, i think the first uh, initial few days or initial few months should be spent on understanding the whole uh, you know the organization ecosystem that you're working in and that would help you to you know move further because initially it will feel overwhelming because i still feel you know uh, sometimes when i switch organizations and it's a very different context i still feel that experience that i feel overwhelmed with lot of information lot of new information so uh, but it gets better it does not remain the same so focus on understanding the product the solutions the capabilities and yeah so tomorrow if you need to sell the product you are you're good to go because you know the product so that's very important so that's that's my sort of tip to the new peers yes i agree with you because then it's it's all about the ecosystem yeah because like you need to understand how the company works what the product does like who to talk to in tech who to talk to in legal right it right is, that, that, and, that's very important like finding your right guys yes because at the end of the day like we said at the beginning it's about collaborating with the rest of the team such that that's we right. can deliver something so it's very important to know who you're work, going to work with and then understand also their challenges for example and their priorities yeah. and where you fit in their for ecosystem sure. as well awesome so i guess like one difference in our current jobs is that mm-hmm. i work in b2c and you work mm-hmm. in b2b yeah so i think many people may 
understand what are the pain points of customers in B2C because then we mm. say, hey, financial stress, hey, inflation, hey, savings, hey, fear of investment. And somehow we can relate as humans, right? right? Yeah. But when it comes to B2B, it is different. Yeah. Because like we are not companies, we're not entities. Mm. Therefore, we mm. cannot put ourselves in the shoes of the, of the customer just like that. Yeah. So in your experience, what are the common pain points or the common problems that your customers have in a mm. B2B organization? Right, right. Thanks, thanks for that question, Monica. And yeah, the I mean, I've seen, I've also been part of both the segments and I'm learning in B2B at the moment. And uh, I think some of the challenges in B2B is like, you'll find enough and more like, you know, providers who can give you services, but you need to choose, pick the right ones and quality of service becomes a key differentiator because, you know, as a, as a service provider to a B2B, you can always lower the prices to get, get a, a new client. But at the end of the day, it's the quality of service, which should remain as a key differentiator. And that's one of the challenges because, you get the best of rates to do your, you know, product pricing. But uh, I mean, if there's no reliability, there's no trust, there's no quality of service in terms mm. of the speed of payments, that has a very huge impact. And because these are, your customers are also serving to their customers who are mass segment customers. So there is no scope of error. And we work in a space in fintech, which is highly regu regulated. So Regulation comes, you know, it prohibits risk at the cost of innovation. So uh, you have to have that balance to understand the regulatory environment where you're operating in, to understand what are the, for, for your solution to be 100% compliant, what are the needs and requirements. And that is one of the challenges I think uh, B2B consumers have because uh, they need to ensure that the end-to-end -end solution, even if it's through, through another partner or if it's a nested flow, it needs to be compliant end to end. So that's, I think, one of the, the key challenges that companies across the world are trying to solve for. Yes. And the third challenge is like, you know, in a market that we operate in, it's uh, every geography has a different set of rules and regulations and yes. needs. So in a cross-border payment flow, uh, it's difficult for one flow to fit all because every location would have a different requirement you, that you need to fulfill. And, and that I think understanding of those different geographies, the different kind of uh, uh, payment ecosystem across the globe, that's also one of the challenges, I think, in this space. And uh, I think if you have the right partner, you can uh, get hands on all of these Smooth. challenges. Yes. Yeah. yeah, because it is complex. Like I've launched remittances uh, products mm -hmm. as such from scratch yeah and okay it nice. is a very complex it ecosystem it, it is, is. You, yeah it yeah, is yeah from my experience you can't have one flow for all but as a product manager you try to standardize as much as possible so that you know I mean at the end the experience should be same the experience should be seamless and that's what the goal is exactly and then as we're talking about that fraud how because yeah. like cross-border payments like fraud becomes a challenge how it how is. do you incorporate fraud management in your thinking yeah yeah I mean it's I think it's it's at the heart of our ecosystem that we provide and and of course with the fact that cross-border payments or you know your money movement there is a uh, 
it's it, it's exposed to fraud like it is possible that we can have a, a fraudulent payment transaction so what are the barriers that you have put in place what are the boundaries you have put in place is very important and for that like uh, i think uh, every company in the fintech space need to have like a strong fraud manager risk policies processes uh, some guiding principles in terms of okay this is good to go this is uh, again like it's a complete red light for us we don't want to do that business so so managing fraud and it, fraud should not be thought as a afterthought it should come from day one when you're building the solutions to ensure that you know it provides a very safe uh, uh, solution end to end to yes, our customers that is spot on it has to just be part of the design because that's true because it's either or either yeah. like your fraud is super high and then you start losing money because fraud is yeah. high or basically you may be sending payments to people that you should not be sending payments to they are doing like dodgy right. activities and yeah. if the regulator uh realizes that well you should realize first that you're doing that and you should not be doing it right but it can lead even to fines and regulatory yeah risks even like removing the license so it is super important yeah, yeah. the impact is huge it, and it's like something which you and i cannot even calculate so so it is it has to be put at the forefront of what we do and uh, that's the cost of our business so we need to invest into uh, mm -hmm. stronger fraud management uh, policies and processes yes and then how because like at the core of product like whenever you're whether it's B2B or B2C, like whenever you're launching something, you're like, oh, what's the value proposition? Another yeah. word for the value proposition is like, hey, how did you differentiate? Hmm. So yeah, yeah, how did you differentiate from, because like right now there's like so many fintechs and they are all doing that's kind true. of similar, whether yeah. that's B2B or B2C. How, yeah. What's your thinking um, when it comes to finding a way to differentiate? Yeah, so I think... Uh... For me personally, like, you know, uh, how I think about this is like, A, what is the consumer need that you're solving for? It, that needs to be your differentiator because you have identified a problem which is unmet. There is a potential in the market for you, which you want to launch that product. You have a target segment. So how your product is meeting that consumer need and that in itself is a story as a differentiator because you should always talk about like how we are solving their their needs how you are solving their problems and uh, that can become a key differentiator in my opinion and the second mm -hmm. uh, as i said before it's it's about quality of service right yeah. you need to have a reliable service you need to have like you know enough and more reasons that the customer once they buy your solution they're not facing any issues and if they are facing any issue then there is a customer support in place and their issues are addressed. So, so do you have the framework for that? And that is a key differentiator when you're offering products in the fintech space. Yeah. Yes. And I like that very much that you use the word framework. So it's not by luck that you will differentiate. Like you have yeah. a framework, you thought it through, you assess it. That's right. And then that's how you start seeing the difference. Yeah. Yeah. So just to wrap up the episode, Uh, one of the challenges that we have in the industry is that it is a very male-dominated industry. Financial services has always been, historically, has been male-dominated. Yeah. Technology has been male-dominated. So now we bring the two together. What's your take on what are the challenges that we as women have in the industry? 
and how do we support each other better and the new girls coming in the, in the, yeah. in the industry? Yep. Well, very nice question, Monica. Yeah. I mean, that's, uh, I mean, as much as you want to have more females on the board, uh, you end up, you know, getting in those meetings where you're, you're the only female talking. And uh, that's because uh, I think we did not have those role models, female role models. Uh, we had, but not as many that, you know, who would have guided females to take up product or take up a career in fintech or take up a career in technology. So, so, so we need more role models for the younger females to see. And I think uh, that would bring more, more and more females to these spaces and I, and it's not rocket science from my experience it's it's not uh, like you know something that males can do females cannot no, do I, no, males no have way. their own challenges and they have their own uh, and I don't see at this age and time that my challenges are any different from their challenges so we are at a level playing platform and uh, so I mean to just for the younger girls like you know take that plunge like I moved from being a personal banker to a product manager so you have to take that first step and I think Monica your story is also very similar so so take that initiative take up roles if you find like you know this is an area of interest and this is an area you want to explore so don't think like how will I manage it just go for it and then experience it exactly I love that phrase it's like yeah just go for it and then experience it and then you'll learn yeah, yeah. And there's there's a lot of people. I find that there's a lot of people in the industry who want to help each other as well. That's right. Yeah. We're starting to build more of a community sense. Yeah. And then it's easier to reach out and say, hey, I have this question. How do I yeah. go about this problem? How it's like, for example, how do I do Jira tickets? How you know, like a simple Yeah, and these are all good questions. I mean, I've I've faced issues when I like, you know. I've seen the whole journey of transformation where you're doing waterfall and agile and the newer principles and agile and you need to keep on learning the new methodologies because you want to be an effective product manager. So just, I think, uh, keep learning. Don't be afraid to ask anyone, even if that person is like, you know, maybe somebody who's from technology team who's just starting out, but don't be afraid to ask him. He'll help you with you know, how to raise the Jira tickets for sure. <laughs> exactly. Definitely. That's like super easy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, yeah. it's been an absolute pleasure having you in the show, Aditi. That Same was... Yeah, Monica. This yeah. was amazing. Thanks for reaching out to me and, and I loved it. <laughs> thank you. No, and thank you for sharing because it does make a difference when it's like, a, I guess, practitioner to practitioner, but because we talk about the real issues that are happening and the real challenges, it's not theory it's a yeah hey we're telling you from the inside this is our experience so extremely grateful uh to have this conversation with you thank you so much monica thank this was wonderful i had a blast so <laughs> thank you and keep doing the good work well, well thank you well, and then just before just before we go where can people find you okay so i i am available on linkedin i think i'm uh I, I'm there on all social media platforms. I love engaging on all platforms. So awesome. if you want to find me on Instagram, Facebook, you can. But LinkedIn is the professional network. So so I would be happy to reply to any questions you have and also have a connect uh, long term. So I think uh, I will share the link. I, Monica, you have. So you yes. can help yes. to add that. Yes, yeah. the link will be included in the show notes. Awesome. Perfect. Well, Aditi, thank you one more time. And everyone, see you next week. Thank you. Bye. See ya. Bye-bye. Ciao, ciao. 
Hello again. It's been an absolute pleasure. I learned tons from this conversation and hopefully you gained some insights, knowledge, or inspiration. It could mean the world if you follow, share, and rate the show because it gives me feedback. And remember, if you have fintech, product, career, or life direction questions, reach out. I'm always happy to help. Go to my LinkedIn page, Monica Millares, and send me a connection request. DM me and book time for a free mentoring session. See you next week. Ciao, ciao.